I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and y'all, okay, I know I missed last week, but it was because I was at an entrepreneurial mastermind in Morocco, in Marrakesh. If you've never heard of a mastermind before, no worries. I only learned about it recently. It's basically this amazing opportunity to be around entrepreneurs, people in business, and you spend all of this time together talking about what you've done, what you're going to do, best practices. And that's where my head was last week. And since I was with all of these brilliant minds, I figured I got to turn this into some content and make an episode where I ask everybody who attended the mastermind two questions, because it's not so often that you're around such smart, brilliant, self-motivated people who have built businesses and empires and career opportunities for others based on whatever they thought up in their own mind. A lot of these entrepreneurs come from the language world, which means that they have started blogs or YouTube channels or Instagram accounts or TikTok accounts where they basically teach their language and then sell courses and then create this amazing lucrative career out of it where they have up to like 15 to 20 to 30 employees. I was speaking tons of languages, Italian, French, obviously I don't speak German yet, but there were so many German teachers, English, and I was actually invited by Ollie Richards and Jan van der Aal, who I had interviewed on this podcast. This is a big full circle moment. As far as entrepreneurship goes, there are so many takeaways in this episode. There were some overlaps. A lot of people said the same thing. No one knew what the other person responded so if there are repeats it's because those are real lessons kill the intro sis you know she's not your average show not your average show Before we get into this episode, I do want to apologize because I was running and gunning. I took my phone. I started just filming people outside at dinners in the woods. So there's tons of noise texture. Let's call it texture in this episode. Without further ado, introducing all of these amazing entrepreneurs. I'll link their information in the description box of this episode. First up, we have English with Lucy, who has created an empire around teaching English to foreigners. She speaks fluent Spanish as well. And this chick, she's just hardcore, like 8.5 million subscribers on her YouTube channel. The fabulous Lucy, um, what piece of business advice do you wish other people knew slash did you, do you wish you knew sooner? So I spent ages just being by myself and not connecting with other creators. And I just I thought, you know, I'm staying in my lane doing my own thing. And then when I started going to events, really networking with other people and being really open with things such as figures and my ideas, the benefits of that completely outweighed the chance of someone potentially stealing my idea or running away with my figures and showing off about it or telling someone. Basically, you had to get rid of the fear that somebody would maliciously use 
your information because actually on the other end of that was like much more goodness. Yeah, and if you don't give, you don't get either. And now I have lots of really open relationships <laughs> with, <laughs> <laughs> with other creators who would be technically considered my competition. And then it grows your business too. That's what I'm noticing. Like That's being something. here, even if everybody's sharing, is actually growing everybody's business. Hugely. I wouldn't be where I am today without sharing and being vulnerable with other people. Because they're doing the same thing. Exactly. Okay, cool. And then what was the single most beneficial thing you did in your career to take you from Lucy to like Lucy? Mm, that's a hard one. Um, I think I stopped slaving to kind of please the algorithm and started on YouTube and started working on what makes me feel really proud. Really? You think that changed everything? Yeah, I get a lot more satisfaction. I feel that I get better leads. Hmm. Also switching to like leads versus numbers. Yeah, that's big. Even though leads are numbers, but it's like a different kind of, it's not like doing it for the views. It's like doing it for the impact. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank Thank you. you. Anything else? No, that it's just been a joy to meet you. <laughs> I'm so happy to met, have met you. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be friends. I'm going to the woods. I'm going to spend time on your farm. Definitely. I've got Slash, a in mind, by the way. It's not really a farm, but it's rural. It's rural. We can go to the local farm if, you, if that's what you want. I just need to see a farm. Okay. <laughs> Next up, I interviewed Alan, who owns a company called Classical Guitar Shed, where he teaches people guitar online and has a membership company that is thriving. Okay, next up, we have Alan. Alan, what is a piece of business advice you wish you knew sooner? Well, at first, I started looking for results on every little thing I, that I did. And so I'd send one email or I'd make one video and then I'd just stop and say, now what's going to happen? Now what's going to happen? And instead, somebody, I heard from somewhere, you should just, uh, whatever sort of business, it's going to take a thousand days to get traction. And so instead of expecting it after 100 days, then just think a thousand days and just put your head down and keep going. And that's exactly what I did. And all of a sudden I looked up and it was three years later and it's a life is completely different. Now he's sipping a drink here in Morocco. Look at this guy, look at this guy. Okay, and then also the thing about looking at results is it's very unmotivating, right? So in the beginning, you were upset, you were bummed, you were like not loving that lifestyle, right? Because you were putting in all this work and nothing was happening. Tons of work to make this video and four people watch it. Or I send an email and nobody responds. I write something on a blog and nobody reads it. So then what was the thing that you did that really changed your career was it consistency was there something else straight up consistency it was just to keep doing it because then all of a sudden there were nine people on my email list and then there were 16 and then and so then it just built and built over time and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people on the email list even though you kept going and you knew a thousand days was there a single piece of motivation that kept you sticking to it like because you know we're human it's upsetting i've been there where it's like, you know, in theory, that this is what you should do, but how do you really just do it? Well, I think if you just switch the focus to quality. So instead of thinking, I'm doing this for traction, I'm doing this for this, I'm doing this for that, then it's just like, I'm doing this as best I can. And then just instead of the outside extrinsic uh, value of getting some feedback from it, instead just saying, I'm actually doing this to the absolute best of my ability. I'm learning. I'm just really bringing something valuable. And if four people watch it, then they're going to love it. I love that. Extrinsic is not the key. It's intrinsic value. 
Is that what you said? I think that's what you said. I think that's something like that. Do it for yourself. Do it because you know it's going to make an impact and do it consistently because that's what's going to pay off. Cheers. I'd agree. Like, we're out here <laughs> sipping a drink in Morocco. Life is not bad right now, but honestly, it's because of consistency. Oh, the sound of ice cubes hitting a nice glass is my favorite soundtrack. Next, I spoke to Michelle, or Michele. She is an Australian who reconnected with her Italian heritage and then created an entire business around teaching people Italian who have lost touch with their origins, just like she did. And what's cool about Michelle is that she started her online career with a travel blog, travel website called The Intrepid Guide, and now she's Intrepid Italian. So the question is, what piece of business advice do you wish you you would have known sooner? I think one of the struggles I've had is the fact that I never thought that I could do what I'm doing, um, but with a lot of hard work and perseverance, perseverance is a big thing and just not stopping, that you can do it and to, yeah, to surround yourself with the right people that can really support you and encourage you and help you along the way that you aren't alone, that there are other people out there doing it and that it isn't a completely foreign concept because I always thought and I looked at other people that spoke languages or run businesses like wow it just seems so extreme like you just if you don't have like someone in your life that's sort of like a role model you don't really know who to turn to to go to for advice so yeah I just the more I surround myself with people that do similar things or what I want to do the more I realize that it actually is possible and that yeah you can do anything you can do anything it just takes time and perseverance did that shock you the hard work bit all of it <laughs> yeah because it's not really I feel like you know you go through the schooling system and it's all about like skills and learning how to do all these things but it's that it really took about like the mindset you need to have and have and the self-belief that you need to have and you only really get that from your peers and your community so yeah it did shock me because I just thought oh, I wasn't smart enough you know I'm not good enough I'll never be able to do these sorts of things but it's the it's the mindset is a big thing it's the thing that really that I really needed to focus on and that made the, a big difference, the biggest difference. So what was the difference between you thinking about starting this business, starting this channel, to you now having a community filled with people who are encouraging you? Because that, from, from zero to 100, like there are a lot of steps that happen. So what was the first step that really transformed you from wanting this to having this? From wanting it to having it? Oof. I mean, I really couldn't believe that people would resonate with what I do. And I feel like the more positive feedback I get, the more I want to do it. But I don't know how to answer this question. It's really tricky because it just, I still don't believe it. It's not like an overnight success. It's been years in the making. I've gone through different stages. Um, I've had to go through events, meet different people and to realize that I actually can do what I want to do in life. So it's still like a constant journey. Like there's, you get to one part of it that you've achieved and then you have to go to the next bit. It's a constant learning process. So I'm really enjoying where I am now, but also really nervous about it because it still doesn't feel real. It doesn't, because I'm not accustomed to this sort of thing. It's not something that I grew up with. Um, so yeah. Well, from my experience, when you start doing this, you will not stop. Like I'm even asking myself like, damn, it's been 10 years. Mm. I don't know if that ever goes away if you're ever believing that like you can create a career from your ideas like i don't i don't think i'll ever wake up and be like of course this is my life you know what i'm saying yeah it's very yeah. bizarre yeah it's sort of you see one thing working and then it keeps you motivated to do the next thing and the next thing because you can see that you can do it and the more you do it the more positive reinforcement that gives you to keep going but it's the feedback now that i'm able to get from my audience that really does keep me going it's it blows my mind and the fact that 
yeah, that they tell me what they enjoy and I'm like, okay, I'm on the right track. So yeah, it's that, it's that community part. It's not just like my peers, but it's also my community, my students, my followers, my readers, all of that stuff makes such a difference. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Any last bit of advice, wisdom for somebody who like you didn't think it was possible, but a year and a half, two years later, here you are in Morocco, like <laughs> living your best life. Yeah. Don't stop. Keep going. If you hit a roadblock, it just means that that wasn't the right way. Just try and find another way. Don't let anything stop you. There will be bumps, but just keep going. Ask someone else for help if this other person can't help you. Yeah, if you need support, then you know seek out those people that can give it to you. But yeah, just don't stop. Keep going. And that's the only reason why I'm successful is because I haven't stopped. I don't feel like I have anything special other than the fact that I just won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get that tattoo. <laughs> I'm not special. I just don't stop. <laughs> it's true. Okay, great. Thank you. I saved these interviews for the last day and honestly, I was having a blast because these people I really do want to keep in my life. And it's amazing that we met at this stage in our careers because this to me is only the beginning. I always think no matter what stage you're in, you're only just at the beginning, which brings me to a very seasoned entrepreneur that I've already interviewed on this podcast, as mentioned before, Ollie Richards. And he's part of the reason why we were there to begin with. It's his company that he has with Jan, Creator Smarts, that hosted the entire conference. A reoccurring guest here on the podcast, Ollie Richards. Welcome back. Hey, guys. So the question is, what advice do you wish you knew sooner? So for me, like knowing lots of different entrepreneurs, um, watching own my own uh, evolution my own journey I think the thing that I wish I'd done sooner is have the courage to stand for something set out your store take a position on something make it specific and then have the courage of your convictions to stick to that why were you scared to do that in the beginning the thing that everyone wants to do is to appeal to everybody and to piss off as few people as possible so you think, okay, well, I'm going to talk to everybody and give advice to everybody or teach everybody everything. But actually what ends up happening is because the internet's such a noisy place uh, that it's impossible to know who to pay attention to, right? Mm -hmm. And so what, we, what, what human beings inevitably end up doing is paying attention to those people with whom they resonate the most. And we've all got our own prejudices, our own likes, our own dislikes. And so by taking a stand, by occupying this little sliver of the universe and saying, okay, I believe in this, and this is the thing that I teach, and it's not for you, that's fine, but this is what I do over here. What ends up happening is that you repel most people, but you magnetically attract those people who think like you, who want to learn from people like you, who are just disposed to, to relate to the kind of things you're saying. And what that means is you just get traction far faster. Uh, people start to follow you. They're not just in your orbit, they're super fans. They read everything you do. Um, they share it with other friends who think in the same way. You get traction. And then when you get traction, then thing, really exciting things start to happen. When you're, when you're doing stuff online, you wanna be yourself. You wanna be an enhanced version of your person. Even right now, and I'm doing this stuff, I don't talk like this normally. <laughs> he doesn't, but, but he does also. <laughs> but there's a camera on me, so I'm doing this. When you're just starting out in the noise of the internet, the noise of the world, what you're really trying to do is attract a few people that really think like you or uh, are similar to you. Which is kind of a relief because then that means you don't need to think about everything and appeal everyone. It's just like, do the thing that you're good at, do the thing that you love, your audience will find you. Yes? That's it. It makes it super easy. So niche marketing, essentially. I mean, you can you can do that within a big niche. So like, for example, you know, in so uh, my website called StoryLearning, uh, storylearning.com, and we are in the language learning niche. It's a big ass niche. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that, I love that, that a big ass term, niche. That, term I <laughs> that from, came out from me. <laughs> <laughs> that term I learned from Joe. Um, it's a big niche, right? I mean, how many Duolingo has half a billion users? It's a big niche, language learning. But what we do specifically is we teach language learning through stories. Now that is unique. And so I say, look, what we teach is language learning through stories. Yeah, there's other ways to do it. If you want to learn through silly apps, yeah, go and do that. But if you like the idea of learning through stories, you like reading, you like books, you like learning languages the way that you learn as a child, having your parents read you stories, then we can help you. And so what that does is, for most people, it's like, no, I'm just going to go back to my apps. But there are many, many people out there who think, yeah, that sounds like me. I like, I like reading, I like stories, and I want to learn a language. Tell me more. And then you got customers, and then you have a business, and then you have a huge workshop yearly event that happens and brings people together like me and to talk about you it. you get interviewed by global megastars. Stop. Okay, now let's get on to the next question. Aside from niching your audience or like getting very specific about what you are focused on, what thing or action or conversation took you from level one of entrepreneurship to level 10? Without a doubt, it's just investing in my own education. You don't have to figure anything out by, by yourself because there are many, many people that have done that, done all of that hard work before you. From the beginning, all, every single penny I made um, doing stuff online, I reinvested. And from my job, you know, back when I was making that transition from, from working to doing stuff for myself, I invested it uh, all back into, into learning myself. And that's the thing that just accelerates everything. Um, I've spent over... I spent over $100,000 on one course with one person because I wanted the knowledge that they had and I knew that that was going to help me uh, move forward. You talk to successful people, you will find that they all invest heavily in their own education. So, Which I'm learning now. Right. We were just having this conversation where I'm like, this guy charged me $20,000 and you're like, that's cheap. And I'm like, what? And then this was the reason. The reason is because if you're investing let's say $20,000, but they'll make you, well, the knowledge that they give you will then turn your business into yeah. X times more profitable than it's, that's a fraction, that's a minimal fraction. But that's scary. That's very scary. It is, it's scary. And, um, and you know, I remember back to when I was, um, well, the flies are buzzing around my ear. I <laughs> yeah. I they want to know the knowledge. They, yeah, they're, 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 trying, they're trying to listen in, they're eavesdropping. <laughs> so I remember when I was first, um, yeah, first started buying courses. I remember like, the first course I ever bought from someone was like $200, and it was 1000 and it was 2000 and it was 25000 And I remember like thinking, is this a scam? Am I going to get my money back? But the reason I ended up going with it was because I identified with that person. It's what we were talking about earlier about taking a st standing for something, being yourself, having the, the courage of your convictions. I trusted those people based on the hours that I'd spent listening to their podcast or reading their blog or whatever. And so that gave me the confidence to then say, I want to learn something. You know that thing I want to learn. So I'm comfortable investing in, in your thing. And, um, and it's so leveled you up significantly. Everything I know I've learned from other people. And everything I'm learning now, I'm learning from you. <laughs> Great segue. Thanks, Ollie. Cheers. Cheers. Then there's Shona, who lives, breathes, and speaks in entrepreneurship. She is such an inspiration of mine because not only did she create an empire teaching people how to learn perfect English grammar, that's the name of her company, but she's also a mother of two and a wife. And anybody who could juggle all of those things is somebody that I need to learn from. Shona, you're an entrepreneurial queen. Not only are you an entrepreneur, but you surround yourself with tons of entrepreneurs. 
What piece of business advice do you wish you knew sooner? Hey, so it sounds really cheesy, but it is to trust yourself. And I think this is like, of course, when you start, you need to see what other people have done and follow it and do things that have worked for other people. But at some point, there's often the kind of situation where you can have a gut feeling that you should take one course or another course. And it's maybe against accepted wisdom or it's against what somebody's suggested to you or it's against, you know, what your coach or mentor or friends have told you. And in that case, I think it's really important to trust yourself. So it's like following your gut. Yes. Like very primitive feeling of, I don't know why, maybe there's no logic. Okay. And what was the one thing that you did in your career that really took you from blog as a hobby to full-blown entrepreneur having full-time staff? What was that thing? That's interesting because I had a very, very slow burn. So I started with a blog and it just very, very gradually increased. But I think, so launching a product was definitely a big thing. But actually, I think the, the kind of critical crunch point was just deciding that I really didn't want to go back to work having a job. And so because of that, I kind of made it happen. So it's that no plan B, like there is no other way. That's right. No and other option. No other option. I really wanted it to work. And I, yeah, I kind of set up my life. So I needed for entrepreneurism to work. Also with children, young children, that is the layer of element I need you to talk about. Okay, so they were, that was part of the reason that I really wanted it to work because I wanted to be able to not be out all day. I think the thing with young children is they're, it's easy to use them as an excuse. And I encourage people not to do that because there's always something like there's never any perfect time. And it's always possible to take little steps, even if you've got tiny children. And those little steps end up being the thing that works. So any tangible tips for parents of young children or, or children in general to start activating these entrepreneurial inklings? I actually think the most important thing when you have really young children is to have such a clear plan that you don't need to think about what you're doing next. So give yourself tiny steps and do one a day, probably in nap time or if you can get up early. But the difficulty of deciding what to do next and trying to keep it all in your head and all that stuff, I find is much harder when you're tired because you haven't slept through the night or whatever. Whereas if you wake up, you've got an hour clear, you know exactly what you're going to do in the hour. That's how things happen. And that's helpful for people without kids. Um, well, absolutely. But it's <laughs> definitely helpful with anybody who's using a busy life as an excuse. Yes. Thanks, Shona. We got to do a full episode. I mean, I got to do a full episode with everybody here, but we definitely, Shona will be back. <laughs> Shona will be back. Next up, I interviewed Will, who is Lucy, English with Lucy's husband. Okay, so Will is a really interesting character. He used to be a farmer and now he's an entrepreneur. Wow, I try. I so, try. Will, um, yes. what does it feel like to go from farmer to entrepreneur within a short year? It feels, um, one word, exciting. Second word, daunting. Third word, well, actually, it's not even the word. Best choice ever. Really? Because, yeah. I mean, I think there are lessons that you could probably take from the farming world that are very useful in entrepreneurship, like hard work, consistency, just getting up early and getting shit done, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, that's you can apply that to absolutely anything. 
Okay, well, I think farmers are like pretty hardworking people. Yeah, yeah. So now, do you think you work harder as an entrepreneur or as when you were a farmer? It's a different kind of work. So the farming I was doing was very physical. A lot of the work I'm doing now is very mental. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the biggest lesson I've learned over the years would be you can only control what you can control. So focus about 80 to 90% of yourself on that and don't worry about the rest. Do you feel like you've learned that from farming or from entrepreneurship? Both. Both? Both, because now where I am came from where I was. This guy is a poet, actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Turns not, out, guys, I'm he's not, a poet. Not quite Muhammad Ali. But <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think is really leveling up your your experience in this entrepreneurship game? Is it connections? Is it research? What is that thing that's taking you from newbie to experienced? Meeting new people, meeting new interesting people, um, learning new things. I'm learning a lot of things that you wouldn't learn necessarily what I was doing five to ten years ago but you can apply it but you wouldn't be able to apply it unless you moved out of that area so try new things meet new people interesting conversations it can only benefit you and that's all folks farmer poet entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> got it all hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Then I interviewed our gracious host, Jan, who has also been on this podcast. But honestly, this guy, he pulled it all together. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't even be there. Piece of advice you wish you knew sooner to do more of what's working and less of what's not working, which means you need to assess regularly what is not working exactly and you can do that i think you can also use journaling to do that you could journal that's a good tip anything else i need to think uh, joe i can't think <laughs> well okay how about this how about this what's the one thing that you did that really changed your life from like wanting to be an entrepreneur to actually being one yeah make it making bold moves and trying new things yeah, because many people just think about how oh, maybe I can try this, I can try that, but you actually really need to try new things, go all in, only then you find out whether it can work or not. And if it doesn't work, you start trying new things and you keep searching until, until you get that traction. And once you have the traction, that's when you double down. But as long as you haven't found that traction yet, you keep trying new things. Great, thanks. Et après, after that, I spoke to Elisa, who has her YouTube channel, French Mornings with Elisa. Elisa is blowing up. She started a few years ago during COVID, and she has a huge audience now on YouTube and created her first course, pronunciation course, helping us with those impossible-to-pronounce French sounds. Maintenant, on a Elisa. Okay, so what piece of business advice do you, do you, like, would you wish you would have known sooner? Something that you just learned recently that would have helped in the beginning. It's not really something that I've learned recently, but more something that I've come to realize is that the right people will help you. And that 
<laughs> that's good that's really good to know like even before starting you know like there will be people along the way like you think you're starting this alone but it's actually like the start of like building this community of people surrounding yourself with interesting people creatives and like this is so much more than you already than you that i would have known that i would have imagined when i started which is so wild because if you think about your closest friends now the people in your life mm -hmm. you wouldn't have met them had you not started your channel and your business absolutely yeah so i started really recently and i've already met like so many more people than when i was actually working in paris and like in my other career and i can say that i've made friends now which is something i haven't done in paris <laughs> well that same me neither surprising <laughs> and then what was the one thing that you did that really changed your your life and career as far as your business is concerned like was there an action that you took or a mindset that you had to shift into mm, yeah i think it was that i decided on taking this very seriously from the start like it it has never been like a side project or something that i was just doing for fun like obviously i'm enjoying what i'm doing but I really committed to it uh, from the start and I think this is what made it successful and what gave me some results and also I didn't feel discouraged because I wasn't seeing any results. I was seeing it from the start so it helped me yeah, build Stay something. motivated. Mm -hmm. But it's true because if you start something thinking like maybe this will work, yeah. you're not committed. Absolutely. But if you're like this has to work. Yeah, I didn't have any plan B, basically, so I'm really grateful that it was because otherwise I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, well, you would have met people along the way that would have helped you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Merci. Then I spoke to Natalia, who owns Learn German Fast, has a huge audience on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. It's like, when do these people sleep? And she also makes courses on her website where she teaches people how to learn German fast. Okay, so Natalia, you are very successful in what you do. I teach German on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. She is a machine. You're a machine. <laughs> You're a machine, a one-woman machine. What is the piece of business advice that you wish you would have known sooner? Set the clear goal and walk small steps. You have to have the vision, but you have to break it down. Small steps, everybody's saying that. So give me an example. What were some small steps you took in the beginning that helped you really move things? For instance, like what is on your to-do list on a Monday morning? What, what do you put on your to-do list? Like, I need to make a YouTube video. So what is a small step you do? The first step, you think about a topic and then you write a script and then you check your script if it's good <laughs> and then you film and then you look for editor or maybe you edit yourself. So all those steps you have to make before you actually have the video to upload. So basically what you're saying is don't put 12 goals on your list that actually requires 70 steps each. Exactly, so the first thing on my list would be, okay, maybe I'll do the research what topic are interesting and then I will write a script. Two things on my to-do list, not YouTube video. Make YouTube video. Well, I'm learning something new because <laughs> my, on my list is like, make 12 videos. 
No, small steps. Okay, and then what really took you from wanting to be a businesswoman to actually being one? Was there an action that you took or a mindset that you changed or a relationship that you cultivated? Like, what took you from level one to level 10? Um, actually, being around successful people. I did it before I became a content creator and then I dive into this content creator world and I just met so many great people and so successful so it gave me a push and it showed me okay everything is possible and that's true too it's like you are only as successful as the five people closest to you and the more you surround yourself with successful ambitious inspiring helpful people the better you become exactly yeah I feel like I'm better this week because I know you guys. I feel this too. Oh my God. I really do. I've got another push. (laughs) Thank you. Next up, I spoke to the intellectual, the very well-rounded Gareth, who is not only a lawyer, a doctor, but an entrepreneur as well with his courses teaching German. Gareth, what I think is really interesting about you is that you have an abundant career, full-time career, correct? Yeah. But you're also an entrepreneur. Yes. So that's something that most people don't even know is possible. So what is your key to that success? Well, I think my key, Joe, is being very focused on what I want to do on the entrepreneurial side. And then actually the variety sort of gives me energy both in my day job, as it, as it were, and in my passion project, which is the languages, the language business. And what is your day job? I'm a lawyer. So, yeah, so how many lawyer. hours would you say you work on your day job? Well, I have it's four days a week, so it's not quite full time, but it's, it's very full days and it, it takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of intellectual energy as well. And that's usually, uh, well, it's Tuesday to Friday, although the hours that I work are quite regular, which isn't always the case with all attorneys and all lawyers. So for anybody who has an abundant career, who's working a lot, but they still have this little voice inside of their heads that's saying, start this thing, what, what advice do you want to tell them? Start small, I think, um, with a side hustle. Try it out, um, test the water, and put something out there and see what sort of responses you get. And then you may find, uh, you may well find it doesn't actually take off. You may also find, before you know where you are, that you've got something that could actually, uh, if that's what you're looking for, uh, replace the day job. Um, And, of course, the risks are much less as well because... um, you've you've got another source of income. Is it worth it to juggle a career and start a side business? Because you're working a lot. This means you're working double time, basically. Do you think it's worth it? It depends on your day job, uh, on your stage in life, whether you've got a family, I think, on your personality, uh, how happy you are in the day job, and whether you actually find there's some actually cross-fertilization that leaves you more enthusiastic for both. Some people, you know, it says change is as good as a rest. So they actually find that having something else to do makes them appreciate the the other job all the more. So it depends on each individual, really. That's so interesting. So basically, you could actually find a new interest in your day job by starting something on the side. I think so, yes. I think the insights I get from my day job and in business, actually, they help me, you know, the one helps me in the other quite a lot. We love to hear it. And then what is one thing that has really changed your outcome of career, of business, of even your your day job? Is there a piece of advice that has helped you take you to this point of being a lawyer and an entrepreneur? I, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about finding your passion. 
But I think a lot of us actually are, have strong interests in a number of things. And when you've spent time developing a skill with a day job, you don't necessarily want to walk away from that. Uh, but it's good also to be able to develop something else as well. So um, there's not always just one thing um, that you can get fulfillment from. Even at the early stages, what I found is that you, you should never underestimate the impact that you might have, or even on one or two people, and that can snowball later on. So however small your audience or your sales, you really don't know how, how great an impact that could have on somebody's life, which is hugely rewarding and, of course, could then grow into something much bigger. <sighs> Thanks, Garrett. Next up, we have Maria, who learned German and is now teaching other people around the world how to learn German as well. Her company is called Dein Coach, which means your speaking coach. She has a huge staff. Like, I am shocked. I'm like, I can't even manage myself, y'all. How do you do this? You're a mother, a businesswoman, like full-blown, just badass. What business advice would you give your younger self? Like, what do you wish you knew sooner? Never listen to people who have no idea of business or like anything. Because as I started my Instagram channel, I thought YouTube was dead. It wasn't. It's never late to start. And I used to listen to people who had no idea of how YouTube works. And that's why I decided not to upload videos on YouTube or like never listen to people who are no experts. Only listen to experts. That's actually really good advice because a lot of us take advice from people that we respect in like other areas of life. Yes, definitely. But if we don't respect them in the area we are looking for specific advice, it's it's hard to believe the advice. Definitely. So maybe our parents, of course, our parents love us and wish us the best, but they are not the experts in every field. <laughs> And yeah, like, look for the experts and listen to them. I love that. Okay, part two of this tiny little baby interview. What activity, relationship, action did you do to take you from level one to level 10 in your business? I think delegating is tough because if you start as a personal brand, it's like your, your baby <laughs> and you don't want to give a piece of your baby to someone else, but it's crucial in your to business because if you start delegating there are always people who are better than you in some certain tasks and just give them the opportunity to do that they will be happy and if you pay the money they will appreciate it so much and your business will grow and this woman has a team of like dozens and dozens <laughs> and dozens. like this is not just random advice every time i see you you're on the phone with somebody new i'm like how many people does she have working for her and um so my brand is called dein sprachcoach it's like your speaking coach and my team it's it's basically a female team. I only have girls <laughs> and I call them Sprachengel. It's like speaking angel because they make my life easier. <laughs> oh my God, I got to learn from you, Maria. Thank you. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, I asked Patrick to give us some wisdom. He juggles multiple businesses. He works with Maria as well, but has another business of his own. And he's the kind of guy who's so smart. Every time he opens his mouth, you're hooked because you have no idea what he's about to say. Patrick, Patrick, brilliant entrepreneurial mind. I've known you for a few days and you're always on a call. You're always making business moves. What is the piece of business advice you wish you knew sooner? If you're going to eat shit, don't nibble. What? Wait, can you please elaborate? <laughs> if you have to get work done and it's really hard, you don't like spread it over the days, but just get it done straight up. It doesn't matter how you feel, just do it because otherwise 
you won't feel good for the whole week. I like that. So like get get the hard thing out of the way. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to take up space in your head rent free. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Now, what was the thing that leveled you up from like one level to the next? What did you do or who did you call? What was that thing that took you from, I want to be an entrepreneur to a full-blown businessman? I guess a team makes a difference. So as soon as you have a team, you're not only one person anymore, but you have people working with you. And with that comes a lot of different other perspectives and problems and challenges. And managing that is, get, I guess, the next level. Okay. Any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs? Just get shit done. <laughs> get shit done and don't nibble the shit. <laughs> Just get the shit done. <laughs> And that is it for the day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And it was a joy to make this episode because I just love picking people's brains and kind of harvesting the wisdom that they've learned. As Ollie mentioned, it's the quickest way to learn. It's to learn from other people who have done things before you. So I hope that you found some nuggets of wisdom in this episode as well. I'm linking everybody's information in the show notes so you can check in with them, maybe take some courses with them. There's so many really just smart people out in this world and in this episode I interviewed over 10 of them but this by no means is the end of this journey of interviewing entrepreneurs getting inspired myself but hopefully giving you that extra push you need if you're thinking about starting your own business they let me lead a Joe Club workshop which was really nerve-wracking because I do this every two weeks with my global group of journalers online but in-person sessions are a little bit more high stakes and after an hour and a half, people were excited about doing like an entrepreneur version of Joe Club, which got me excited because I'm as an entrepreneur, I'm growing and I'm like, wow, you know, I just closed a deal to do a live journaling event with Amazon. I just gave a keynote, a virtual keynote for Google and I had everybody in the PR team journal and I don't know, I'm just still in awe of the age that we're living in to be able to create an idea from scratch that then sticks to an audience that then gets nurtured and grows into something bigger than you could have ever imagined. And if anything, this episode is documentation. It's, uh, you know, a page in the book of my journey as an entrepreneur growing Joe Club and growing everything else that I'm doing. But it's also a page in this era that we're living in. Still going to be hard. It's not a get rich quick scheme. This is a slow burn. At least the most successful people that I've met doing this, they all agree that it's a slow burn. Don't forget to rate the show five stars on Spotify or Apple if you learned something today. And follow me on Instagram at Joe underscore Franco. Let me know what you thought about this episode. What was the piece of advice or, you know, story that resonated with you the most? And most of all, let me know if you like this style of episode. Because if you do, I'm about to just take my phone and start recording interviews on the street. I love it. It's like the most interesting way to, I don't know, entertain myself and also hopefully entertain you if we accept the lower audio quality. Thanks again for listening. Have an above average week and I'll see you soon. Hey, yo, come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Shit. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 